Welcome, everybody. Today is February 7th, and my name is Steve Ray. I'm at the National Institute of Standards and Technology, and I have the uh, dubious honor of launching our 2008 Ontology Summit. And uh, I will say right up front that many people often think of our planned physical meeting uh, in April as the summit, but I want to stress that we see the 2008 Ontology Summit as really an ongoing activity beginning today and then uh, with uh, close to uh, three months of, uh, actually more than three months of online discussions and debates which are supposed to be uh, designed to have us reach some uh, conclusions and some closure and then the final punctuation of that uh, community activity is a two-day face-to-face meeting, which is scheduled for the uh, 28th and the 29th of April uh, here in Gaithersburg, Maryland, to which, of course, you are all invited. So uh, the purpose of today's call really is to uh, kick off the uh, objectives of the Summit, answer any questions people might have, uh, update you on some of the logistics of how we're going to proceed, and uh, and then see where that takes us. So to start with, I'd like to uh, refer you all to the slides uh, that you've either downloaded or are shown on the uh, the VNC screen, the shared screen. Um, and uh, if you go to slide number two, um, this is the... Uh, objective that the community, the Ontolog community, I should say the summit is co-sponsored, uh, sorry I'm jumping around on you Peter a little bit, by both uh, the Ontolog Forum, which is hosting this uh, engagement right now, uh, as well as NIST, where I work, and NCOR, which is the National Center for Ontology Research, which is a center jointly housed at the uh, University of Buffalo and uh, Stanford. Um, by Mark Musen and Barry Smith, um, neither of whom I guess are able to be here today. But um, oh, anyway, is here. Well, oh, is Mark online? Yes, Mark is online. Ah, I didn't catch you, Mark. Sorry. Welcome. So anyway, uh, on to slide number two. Then the objective of the summit, uh, as has been discussed already uh, on our uh, previous calls, is is centered around the idea of an open ontology repository. Uh, this is a, a, a notion that already has its own community, namely the Open Ontology Repository Forum, uh, which is also hosted uh, on the same server set that Peter Yim is behind. But um, the idea of the summit then is to bring some of these issues into focus uh, in this constrained time frame between now and April uh, to see if uh, this uh, community can help uh, accelerate uh, what the Open Ontology Forum, Open Ontology Repository Forum has already been uh, talking about. Uh, if you go to slide three, um, then this just says it in more words. I will not uh, uh, read these out to you. I'm sure you can read them as better than I can, but uh, <clears throat> what we anticipate will come up in the, in, in the coming three months are issues such as how to build an ontology repository, 
what's going to be in it, uh, is it uh, federated or distributed or is it centralized, et cetera, et cetera. There are many issues, uh, both the operational issues as well as technical issues as well as content issues, which are going to have to be worked out. But again, our, our objective here as a community is to see if we can make this a reality where there is a place to go, where one can find quality ontologies uh, that are amenable to reuse and thereby we can accelerate the, uh, the introduction and implementation of ontologies and semantic technology in the world. Slide number four, then. Let me take you through some of the actual organizational uh, structure which we have put in place so far. <clears throat> we have uh, four organizational groups, if you like. I'll take you through these. Uh, the first, called the organizing committee, is kind of uh, in charge of uh, making some of the hard decisions, I guess. And you can see the uh, current members of the organizing committee listed on slide four. Um, <clears throat> and we um, may be adding to that uh, as circumstances require and all, but basically you can blame those six names if you like if uh, things start going wrong, I suppose, and uh, we will do our best to make this whole exercise a success. Uh, on slide number five, we've now, uh, the organizing committee itself actually broke out then a couple or three other groups. Um, <clears throat> The advisory committee, which is actually a, a new creation, is, is going to be in existence basically to assist with the outreach. One thing we want to make sure happens is that um, the results of this whole ontology summit, the repository idea, uh, benefits from all other groups who have been working or wanting or otherwise related to repositories and ontologies to date. Uh, so the advisory committee will be populated when it gets populated with um, um, key members representing a variety of communities who may not be already engaged with uh, the Ontolog Forum in particular, but whose representation and perspectives are very valuable to uh, making such a repository successful. So it's very outreach-oriented. We want the repository to serve the needs of a very broad community in the world. So um, we will, on an ongoing basis, uh, be entertaining recommendations to the organizing committee uh, for who should be on the advisory committee. Um, so please keep that in mind if you have some good ideas. Um, we can even entertain some of those perhaps in the, in the open discussion at the end of today's call, but certainly uh, in the context of um, uh, email communications as we go forward. The next committee I want to mention is the content committee, and um, that committee is charged with a, a number of, of tasks, but uh, the principal one is really to try and get uh, our arms around what dimensions of discussion have to take place for the ontology repository to be successful, um, such as, and you'll see them shortly, architectural issues, management issues, uh, uh, quality control issues, etc. We have lined up a number of these uh, content dimensions, 
and I'll be taking you through how we're going to uh, address those in just a moment. So you see there on the list, though, uh, Michelle Raymond, who's online, is the chair of that content committee, and um, she'll be, I'm sure, saying a few words a little later today. Uh, the last committee is a committee that I chair, um, mostly because the face-to-face -face meeting is going to be held in April here at NIST, and therefore makes sort of sense for me to be uh, enjoying the responsibility of, of leading the logistics details having to do with, um, you know, setting up a lot of issues, people registering, uh, getting IDs, you know, hotel arrangements, all that kind of stuff, exciting stuff. And um, so I would be the person to probably uh, get in touch with uh, when you have those kinds of issues. We will be coming up with web pages, that, uh, hopefully not too long from now, as we get geared up with all the registration machinery, etc. Okay, so uh, slide number six is basically how are we going to move forward then. Today marks the launch of the online discussion. Um, <clears throat> we've done this now two, year, uh, two prior years, uh, the ontology summit of 2006 and 2007, where we found uh, this model worked quite well, where we had several months of, of discussion online, which allows people to pretty much uh, present their positions on a variety of topics. It makes the face-to-face -face meeting at the end quite different. Uh, rather than chewing up a lot of time with introductions and uh, position statements, if you like, We've done all that online ahead of time, and the face-to-face -face is really uh, the last bit where you can very efficiently, in person, resolve uh, final tweaks, if you like, and uh, also we will be bringing to, uh, into existence then the final version of a communique. Um, I'm jumping around here a little bit, but um, that's at the bottom of the slide there. We've also done this the previous two years, which is basically rather than just having a meeting where everyone goes away and says, oh, that was a fun meeting, or I learned a lot, or whatever, we're trying to move the community forward. So uh, the idea of the communique is pretty much to uh, make a statement to the rest of the world uh, about what the semantics, or at least a good fragment of the semantics community, believes, uh, and just to refresh uh, memories of some and perhaps introduced to others. Uh, the first year, the theme of the Ontology Summit was the notion of can we bring together, harmonize, unify, or whatever, uh, the various upper ontologies that were in existence, or that are in existence around the world. And uh, for that, we brought together um, spokespeople for each of eight or so major uh, sort of dominating upper ontologies around the world. And uh, the communique reflects the fact that we um, managed to get the stakeholders or the owners of, of those ontologies to agree uh, to um, the fact that not any one of them is going to be the end-all universal upper ontology that uh, uh, renders all others obsolete, and that, in fact, there will likely be... Uh, for the foreseeable future, many upper ontologies, 
but that they would work toward a compatibility and harmonization, if you like, or mapping capability between these upper ontologies so that uh, the world is not uh, faced with the choice of uh, picking a winner or a loser in that regard, but rather can move between them more easily. The last year, 2007 Upper Ontology, uh, Ontology Summit, rather, had more to do with uh, trying to get our arms around what people really mean when they say the word ontology. And indeed, rather than trying to uh, claim that you're in or out of the ontology club, uh, the group uh, set about to de- design uh, a document which laid out multiple dimensions by which one could characterize uh, what someone might call an ontology uh, in terms of formality, in terms of express- expressivity, etc., etc. Uh, and that, again, is on- online and uh, for everyone to see. So this year's summit is much more, uh, if you like, operational in the sense of this putting together the notion of an ontology repository. But again, we want to end up with a public position where uh, the community that is involved is agreeing to certain um, uh, statements about the nature of such a repository, how it's going to work, what kinds of languages it might support, how they're going to map to each other, all those kinds of things, again, in the hope of uh, uh, catalyzing uh, movement of the world toward uh, being able to take advantage of, of such a thing, basically a repository. So that's, that's basically what we're trying to achieve uh, with the next three months of activity. Now, I mentioned earlier, and you'll see on slide seven, that we had already broken out... Um, thanks to the content committee uh, led by Michelle Raymond, um, five, if you like, uh, aspects that need to be discussed by the community in order for us to have a viable uh, approach to move forward for an open ontology repository. And I'm just going to very briefly take you through those. So the first one is almost uh, self-evident. In fact, I've talked a little bit about the communique But I will stress that on the communique, well, let me go backwards first. Uh, On the mission statement, that is the uh, mission statement of this summit um, and uh, what exactly do we believe can be achieved through this ontology summit and uh, try and state that as succinctly as possible. The communique will clearly make reference to that, um, but the communique, as much as anything, also is, is intended for the broader audience that is not perhaps familiar with uh, semantics and ontologies. Uh, it's important, and I, I'm certainly um, have, a, have had experience where um, key players in terms of policy or decision-making in society are generally not experts in things like semantics and ontologies. It's important for us to, I think, make it... Um, speak as much with a unified voice as possible as to what is doable, what is not doable, to help dispel perhaps myths that get built up and which we all pay the price for later as to what uh, is the promise of certain technologies. Uh, And if we can speak in a unified way about what is needed and what a repository in this particular instance uh, is and is not, 
that's tremendously valuable to people who are not in the community but need to or whose help we need to help move this forward. Um, so whether they are uh, governmental funders who need to get a better appreciation of the idea of a repository or whether they are program leaders in organizations that may not be plugged into this uh, community, it's very helpful to know that there is a place to go to hear a coherent message on this kind of thing. So that's really, I think, where we get a lot of bang for the buck on our communiques over the years. Uh, the next topic is much more of a technical discussion, uh, the actual architecture of an ontology repository. Uh, that's where you'll, I'm sure, uh, get uh, debates about, you know, federated systems, centralized systems, loose or tight federations, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, what kind of query languages should be used? Should it be a service-oriented architecture, et cetera, et cetera? So I'm sure many of us have a lot of opinions on that, and we expect that will be a pretty um, active discussion. The third topic, which uh, Michael's online, uh, and Michael, feel free to jump in if I'm doing you a disservice here, but this has to do with uh, how it's the metadata that relates the ontologies to one another, uh, classification, if you like, of the ontologies themselves, uh, what are they about, which ones overlap, how can we talk about that in a uh, structured manner so that we can have some order in the population that is going to be in this uh, ontology repository. So um, rather than just a bag of ontologies, which uh, is always a risk, we want to not only manage the ontologies well, which the architecture will help as well, of course, in that operational management, but also categorize and organize these ontologies in some way that allows you to find what you're looking for. And, of course, one of the objectives, as I mentioned briefly earlier, is that we want these ontologies to lend themselves to reuse as much as possible so that they're not just one-off uh, deals. The fourth topic, uh, which will be uh, discussed, has to do with, then, the quality of the ontologies. Uh, questions would be, for example, uh, how much gatekeeping should we have? What kind of quality... Uh, metrics could there be? Uh, who should be applying those metrics? You know, um, how are we going to ensure? Uh, I mean, I think we would all agree that uh, in order for this to be useful, we want to kind of uh, have a certain minimum level of quality of the population of this repository. Um, but how are we going to go about that? There are, of course, many ways in which one could uh, gauge the quality of an ontology. And uh, that topic is going to be um, led. I guess I've been remiss here and just skipping over all the names here, and I'll get back to that in just a moment. <clears throat> uh, the, the fifth and final so far uh, topic of discussion then is really keeping a handle on the current state-of-the-art or, or implementations out there, um, what repositories work right now, what could uh, this community take advantage of and possibly build upon? We certainly don't want to uh, reinvent anything, and there are a lot of excellent repository activities underway now. Um, this one being focused on ontologies will no doubt have some unique aspects to it, 
but um, uh, we want to make sure that we take full advantage of what's already out there. Let me uh, do a reprise now on some of the folks because uh, the roles, it says synthesis by, and then one or two names are listed there. Uh, this is a lesson learned really from last year's summit where we had a very, very active email discussion list going, and the pointers to those discussion lists will be given at the end here. But um, what was uh, found lacking was it was very easy to drown in these discussions, and especially if you came in on it, um, you know, a month into the discussion, it was very difficult to find find your footing and, and navigate yourself around what had been already covered. So this year we are explicitly having uh, willing volunteers, or we're very grateful to the volunteers who are here, to uh, essentially synthesize the discussion as it evolves uh, and create a web page, a wiki, which is going to be hanging off of the Ontology Summit web page, uh, which captures where we are at that point in the discussion. So we're hoping that those uh, synthesis web pages will be tremendously valuable to continue, uh, if you like, tracking the discussion, but also as resources uh, toward the end when we're coming up with our conclusions and our communique, etc. So um, I think all of us owe great debt of gratitude to the names you see listed here, Michelle Raymond, Ravi Sharma, Michael Gruninger, Pat Hayes, Barry Smith, Frank Olkin, and I will take this opportunity to say that uh, Barry had, uh, in fact, made it known to us a little earlier that he is um, entertaining uh, a co-champion to help on the quality and gatekeeping topic. So if anyone has any suggestions to that, uh, please let those be known to Michelle Raymond, who has led and is leading the content committee. That is the committee that came up with this initial set of five topics, um, and then they can uh, uh, see what they can do, uh, especially if they have multiple people, figure out what would work there in that regard. I won't speak for Frank uh, as to whether he would also want to have a co-chair, but I'm sure, Frank, if you, uh, if you would like that, please let us know at some point, and we can make a call out for that as well. So that's essentially those five discussion threads. And uh, I don't want to go on and on forever and monopolize this call, so let me move to the last slide, slide number eight. And this is where everyone else gets to chime in. Um, having laid out for you what the objectives are of this summit and how we're structuring it initially, um, I think we'd like to uh, open up the uh, opportunity for people to voice any thing you think we might have uh, overlooked or any reactions to this and uh, suggestions for improvement. Uh, you can see the uh, sort of uh, driving questions there if anyone wants to key off. And um, before I uh, give up the floor here, I just will say, on, I notice on the agenda it also says uh, support infrastructure and administrivia. I will say that for the... Um, face-to-face uh, -face meeting in April. Uh, do stay tuned. We will be putting together some web pages for registration. Uh, we are a government agency here at NIST, and uh, for that reason, we have to have uh, people pre-register. We can't have people just walk in. 
So uh, please let anyone know, including yourselves, if you plan to come, you will have to register or we get all kinds of complications and possibly delays of a day uh, before you'll be able to get on the ground. So the registration is important. Um, we're not charging for registration, so it's, um, we're, it's going to be free this year. I think I actually hadn't mentioned that to anyone else yet. But um, uh, on the flip side, you're going to have to buy your own lunch when you're here. <laughs> so that's the trade-off, but uh, you don't have to pay a registration fee. So, okay, with that, uh, Peter, I think I'm going to open up the floor here and, uh, and let people... I, I don't see the hand-raising uh, page that you're privy to, but I don't know if people are waiting to uh, say something. Okay. I'll hand it back uh, to you, Peter. Yes. Thank, thank you, Steve. Uh, we, we're all looking at that page if you're on the shared screen now. Uh, what I would uh, want everyone to do is if you want to make a remark, ask a question, uh, please press 1-1 one, one now, uh, and then... Uh, we will wait a little bit to see uh, who is on queue, and then we will sort of go through the list uh, one person at a time. So if you have a question or you have a remark to make, uh, please press a 1-1. One, one. Maybe uh, in the meantime, uh, we might want to sort of go back to the discussion threads. I, I, I saw Michelle sending out a note to the uh, uh, discussion thread champions, uh, and maybe they could uh, say something about, I mean, what they are looking for in each of the sort of major topics of discussion. Uh. Yeah, this is Steve. I know we don't have all the champions online, but I know we do have some. So, um, and whoever might want to speak, don't forget to do star three to unmute your phone. Right. So, well, let's see. I know Michael was also on. Is uh, Michael right, you there? Michael and, and Michael and Pat are on. Uh, very. Um, yeah, I'm here. Apologies. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Michael. Uh, well, Steve, I, I think you pretty well summarized. Uh, you did an excellent job of summarizing uh, what I think is the perspective of this particular thread. I'll have to go back to the audio and, and transcribe it because uh, I think it captured it very well. Um, because essentially, the, what I think what we're kind of tasked to do is to come up with what that metadata is. I mean, more describing ontologies. I guess following on from last year's summit, kind of more uh, describing ontologies rather than prescribing them necessarily, but at least coming up with the criteria that allows us to compare them and, and uh, you know, under what conditions can there be multiple ontologies, overlapping ontologies, uh, what does that mean, um, different kinds of modularity relationships and whatnot. Uh, yeah, this is Steve. I think also, Michael, you had made a point uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess, that um, which I think is very valid, that as the third in the series of the ontology summits, uh, some of the conclusions which are reached in the 2007 and 2006 summits will come up in the in the course of these discussions, and I think that's a great opportunity to revisit um, some of those issues and, and conclusions that were reached uh, in the course of this particular goal of building a repository. So, you know, where upper ontologies play a role and where the framework for describing ontologies plays a role. Yeah, and then I think the other thing that uh, I personally kind of want to be able to incorporate into the threads are uh, gathering 
uh, ontologies that people uh, would want to put into a repository, like concrete examples uh, that we can use both to illustrate uh, or validate the metadata descriptors that we're proposing uh, and also possibly to generate and drive uh, identification of new ones. Uh, I think like right now there's uh, the time ontologies Pat's done in, in well, originally done in KIF, uh, you know, now I guess easily transcribed into CLIF, the various manifestations of it in terms of owl time uh, and whatnot. Pat, you were going to say something? Well, I, so I was just going to um, actually ask you a question. Um, what are we going to write the ontology of ontologies in? I mean, and what are, and just generally to get the issue on the table of, because uh, it never seems to get discussed. It, we talk about data and metadata and and so forth, but we uh, it, should we be thinking about a, a repository, the ontologies in a repository as all being written in one common language or not? Right. And if not, how do we handle our, and what are, who's got the responsibility, if any, of um, indicating what the appropriate mappings are between the languages? Yeah. Uh, in this meeting, are we just raising issues or are we jumping into discussions? Steve? Yeah, I would say we're not probably going to be discussing the issues at today's call. Right. But yeah, no. So I would no, say, like, process. Let's yeah, definitely. Process. You know, uh, Pat's point. I mean, that's that's another very crucial point. Is um, are we uh, supporting multiple ontology representation languages? Uh, do we want to have a common one? Uh, there's also <coughs> the, the, the the issue. I guess that would have been raised at last year's summit, <coughs> which is say some of the more some of the ontologies that are not expressed in a formal ontology representation language with a, a, a logical semantics. Um, what would be the appropriate language for representing those. But again, I, w I would encourage people to be uh, submitting. I, I think one thing we'll have to do, Peter, is, is create a, a wiki page that is kind of cr collecting um, ontologies and pointers to uh, the, the source, if you will, of these ontologies that we would be wanting to put into the repository so we can get some sense, too, of what languages are people using for, for their uh, ontologies languages, particularly in the more informal ones. Yes, de de definitely. Uh, that That is also one of the tasks that uh, the OOR team needs because uh, we would uh, from the OOR team's perspective, uh, we, we need <laughs> samples and, and user uh, input on requirements and criteria. I mean, all, all the things you just mentioned. Actually, uh, I, we have on the phone, I mean, just now, uh, Son Don from Japan, who has been developing the Biocaster uh, ontology on a sort of multinational basis. And we have, uh, Son and I have also discussed the possibility that uh, we they all have become one of the, uh, the samples that, that we could sort of delve into. So we definitely will be collecting a list of those, and starting with wiki page is a great idea. A lot. This is Michelle Raymond from Honeywell ACS Labs, and I helped with putting together this list for the, of the uh, top five under the one that champion Frank Olkin will be working on, state-of-the-art in ontology repository work. There's a section for current implementations, uh, and discussion of uh, development practices and examples. So that's uh, an area for that. There's going to be overlap between the various 
uh, groups, and we realized that that at least we can uh, try and try and manage what is the main topic. I'm going to be with Ravi Sharma. Uh, championing the ontology repository architecture. And in there, of course, we also need to have a view of the architectures that are already in the works out there. DIM, uh, the old DAML, uh, uh, collection, uh, there, there's several, the, the group that in Japan. There's a lot of areas that we, we can bring to play in there to talk about what is the structure of the repository. We are hoping to also get into kind of for the repository architecture, not the details that would happen at the ontology, the open um, ontology repository working group that's that's uh, now an initiative within the ontolog community. We will be looking more at the academic, theoretical issues down to the um, how to then instantiate, and so then we'll be sharing that with the OOR group. So we'll be looking at things like the structure of the repositories, objects and classifications, the different scope and view into the repository itself for an architecture and how to support that. What are the different types of, of data layers that need to be involved? Uh, and then when it actually gets into the, the meat and the guts of, of creating that, we hope to have a close tie with the OOR community. OOR. That's interesting. Okay. Open Ontology Repository. Uh, Frank uh, was here and he said he had to leave. Is he still around or has he left? Actually, this is uh, Michael again. Uh, if I could just maybe uh, address the point Michelle mentioned, uh, just made. Um, so my understanding was with, with Frank's thread dealing with state-of-the-art repository work, that was kind of dealing a little more with uh, like other efforts uh, at building repositories. And I thought in that case, the samples would effectively be other ontology repositories, where, whereas um, this other thread was dealing more with, say, the content uh, or intended content of, of the repository that we're proposing. Uh, I, so, I would agree so, with that. Yeah? I would agree with that. Okay, great. Okay, just wanted to clarify this that. This is okay. Frank. Um, can people hear me? Yes, yes, go yeah. ahead, Frank. Um, so, yes, yeah, so uh, I think uh, Michael was correct. The, the Under state-of-the-art, we're going to be talking about the state-of-the-art of ontology repositories, not the state-of-the-art of ontologies. Um, and uh, that would include uh, at least some mention of some of the standards efforts that are underway. Uh, ISO 111.79, um, the ODM work in um, in OMG, um, and possibly others that I don't uh, know about. But, but for example, just to clarify, it wouldn't probably cover things like OWL, OWL 1.1, uh, rule ML, you know, all these uh, standards. No, 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 no not the language on things, exactly. but things that are more geared to ontologies or to the mapping issues. Right. Um, but mainly from a repository, registry repository perspective. Yes. So 
Um, Mark is online too, um, uh, uh, it, and, and they have been driving a lot of the work in the bioinformatics and biomedical ontologies area. Uh, Mark, you you want to say a few words? Music. Mark, music. Have to do a star three. No. Sorry, I have a little technological problem, Peter. Okay. <laughs> yes, we can hear you now, Mark. Go ahead. No, we're, we're very excited because as part of the National Center for Biomedical Ontology, one of the main technology areas for us is the creation of a repository for biomedical ontologies. Uh, we already have a prototype of this up online at bioportal.bioontology.org, and we're looking at a lot of issues, including uh, representation of ontologies in the repository, remote access, languages, um, how to facilitate mappings among ontologies, how to uh, allow users of the repository to leave what we're calling marginal notes, sort of marginalia that they would write to indicate their uh, concerns or comments on ontologies in a way to facilitate community-based annotation of the ontologies for future users. Uh, it's a model of interaction that we're very excited about, but of course one which we haven't had a chance to try out, which would allow for community-based access, uh, peer review, and use. And obviously, it'll be exciting to be able to talk about some of these ideas in the context of the, the major theme areas for the workshop, both online and when we get get together in, in Gaithersburg. Fantastic. Thank you, Mark. Uh, maybe going on to the uh, the as I noticed uh, there already uh, a couple of hands waiting for a while. Uh, let's take the person from. 510 uh, area code. This person, if you're on VNC, you see your number there. Uh, at uh, least can you hear me, Mark? Uh, we can uh, hear you now. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my question was about... Uh, uh, please introduce yourself. First. Oh, excuse me. I'm, I'm Rex Brooks, and I'm working on uh, uh, emergency management and a particular ontology for uh, emergency management uh, data exchange language. Um, and my my concern is that uh, some of the ontologies that exist might be most useful to us if they were translated into OWL, for instance. And I'm wondering whether or not the consideration of, of making that kind of an effort could be considered in this context. Uh, this is uh, Michael Greeninger. Uh, Pat, did you want to say something to that? Or? Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I, my, I guess just my, my immediate reaction would be it wouldn't be sort of our job to do the translating, but uh, hopefully someone would do that or uh, translating it as far as it could be translated. That might not be 100%. But I think it raises the issue which has been raised before that it might very well be important for a, um, a repository to be able to let someone know that, you know, ontology A is an owl translation of ontology B, except that certain parts of ontology B are missing in it and things like that. that, and that that's exactly the kind of meta-information that I think we're going to have to think hard about how to represent adequately. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree. And <clears throat> I mean, because some of the problems are that uh, translating, there are certain kinds of concepts that cannot be expressed in different languages. Uh, and so those would be something we want to explicitly identify, that... 
you know, the following relation, uh, the following concepts could not be completely translated, um, but here's the best we can do, which is effectively what happened with Owl Time. You know, Jerry Hobbs translated as much as possible into Owl, but there is, you know, still vast amounts that could not be translated. Um, In fact, yeah, I was going to I was going to mention the, the Owl Time uh, project too because it's actually a kind of um, uh, almost a tutorial example of this phenomenon because it exists now in three incarnations. There's the Daml version, the Owl version, and the original version in First Order Logic, um, and and they have various relationships between them. You know, which uh, we might try to actually seriously seeing what it would take to put to, to do an adequate meta job on those. Yeah, and that's right. And then if you used uh, uh, Swirl, a semantic web rules language, or, or one of the new rule languages coming out, W3C, you could define a bigger chunk of the original time ontology, uh, but still yeah. not the full chunk. And, uh, yeah, so how we, I mean, this is definitely an issue that, that has to be part of the metadata. And, and again, I, I, I'm ho- hoping that we can kind of approach this in, a, in an experimental fashion, uh, you know, taking concrete problems like this. So, Rex, if there are other um, ontologies that you, um, would want to be able to use and would say effectively take out of such a repository. Again, if we could identify those and see, are they currently in OWL? And if they're not, what language are they in? And again, you know, ask these same questions. Would there be kind of loss of, of uh, would there be a loss in the translation uh, into, into OWL? Uh, you know, asking these kinds of questions. So, Thank you. I'll do that. I would say that I think Michael agree that from our point of view, with with our task, with the sort of ontology of ontologies, the the more grist you people can give us for our mill, the better. You know, examples are are, are what's going to drive at least for me are going to or what's going to drive our activity. Exactly. Well, my field is very. Next person in line is is, is someone from the area code three one three. You probably know who you are. Uh, please. Press a star three to unmute your line and then test your voice uh, and identify. Can you hear me now, Peter? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, go ahead. Can please. everybody hear yes, me, please? Okay. Um, yes, go ahead, I'm Ravi. just uh, supplementing a little bit of what uh, Michelle said because she asked me to bring some of these points uh, during discussion. Is this a good time, oh, I yes. suppose? And uh, so first one is that we have a an example proposal candidate uh, repository architecture from Farooq Nazmi that I want people to look at on the linked pages and you will start seeing these threads and pages appear through Peter's uh, facilitation uh, of these various five threads. Uh, The second point I want to make uh, is that kindly consider that that's a more a conceptual representation from Farooq that you see. Uh, I also did a little bit of literature search on repository architectures. I'm happy to report to you that there is there, are, there is some at least preliminary work going on as late as 2007 and probably continuing from W3 uh, area, from metadata perspectives, from uh, actual implementation and government perspectives where people are talking of multiple languages, multiple representations, tying them together. Uh, many times they come to <laughs> metadata level, which uh, all ontologists may not like immediately, 
but uh, I see at least half a dozen relevant papers and I would be happy to put those links on uh, with Michelle's permission on the thread page. This is all I have to say right now. And uh, the last point I want to make is with respect to Michael's comment that yes, uh, the ontology of ontologies and ontology repository architecture are closely linked because in order to realize something you need to go through translation among ontologies or at least showing some common connection among them. So repository architecture will also play a synergistic role there. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Peter Yim here. So uh, uh, Steve and Michelle have both uh, sort of alluded to the uh, online discourse, which is a mailing list that has been that has been set up uh, predominantly for the discussion of this summit. And uh, first of all, I would l like everyone to make a note that the single sort of point of entry into this summit is the wiki page called Ontology Summit 2008, uh, which is, uh, whose link is at the uh, first page of the slide deck uh, that you're looking at. So if, uh, if you're looking at the slide, at uh, the bottom of the uh, slide number one, the link is there. And on that page, you can see that there's a section called You Are Cordially Invited to Join Us. And if you go to uh, go to that section, uh, down there, there's a, uh, a subsection that tells you exactly how to get subscribed into this uh, email list called Ontology Summit. Uh, if you're an Ontolog member, then it, it, you, you're probably already familiar with the process. If not, then uh, there are descriptions uh, in that section that will guide you to it. And at any one time, if there's any question, feel free to email me. Uh, I'm, I'm Peter Yim uh, at cim3.com. One other thing, I would like to uh, take the opportunity to uh, express uh, is our thanks to a whole list of co-sponsors. Most of these people actually have uh, been providing uh, support all these years through the last two years and now again this year in providing either technical support, funding support, or endorsing the purpose of uh, the summit uh, objective. And we already, I mean, this year at the start, we have a list of 40-some, close to 50 uh, organizations. Uh, and, of course, you know, when you go to the Ontology Summit homepage, you see the whole list of them there. And I would like to take the opportunity to thank each and every one of those organizations, and in particular, the prime contacts of those organizations, who, and most of these prime contacts are essentially members of the community who have uh, generously uh, devoted their, their time and technical expertise or going and going through the hurdles uh, within their organization to obtain the approval to give us this support. So thank you, everyone, there. So uh, let's see if... Peter, uh, this is Steve. I just wanted to make one point, uh, sort of underscore that. You would mentioned the... Uh, discussion lists and stuff, and uh, for those of you who have 
been active on Ontolog Forum. Just wanted to point out that the summit discussion on the Open Ontology Repository is intended to be held on the Ontolog Summit uh, mailing list, not the Ontolog Forum list. That way, the Ontolog Forum will be discussing various other things, as it always is. But we want to keep this uh, mailing list uh, dedicated to the Ontolog Summit uh, topic. Yes. That's all. Right. Thank you, Steve. Uh, I have got uh, one another hand from 617. Uh, person from 617, uh, if you unmute yourself. Hi, uh, this is Pat. Excuse me, this is Pat Hayes. I have to leave. So thanks to all of us. Talk to you later. Yep. Thank, Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. The six one person, the seven person Hi. is Ken, right? Yeah, Ken, go Ken. ahead. Oh, uh, the, um, uh, the first word, actually, in the open ontology repository is open. And uh, so I'm wondering, have is there any of these discussion threads that's going to address the question of what that actually means? Uh, I don't think it's entirely obvious because there are plenty of ontologies out there, some very big and, and uh, well, you know, often used ones that are pretty highly restricted. So uh, the question is, uh, just what does it mean to have an open ontology uh, repository if it's referring to ontologies that are, in fact, highly restricted. So I'm not trying to address the issue itself right now. I'm just wondering, is this an issue that perhaps should be addressed somewhere in uh, in our discussions? Uh, this is uh, Michael Gruninger. Um, so when you say um, ontologies that are restricted, you mean, you mean open is referring to the ontology or open is referring to the repository? That's the question. I mean, what... What does open actually mean in this case? Uh, so, uh, uh, just speaking for myself, um, that open was referring to the repository, and that Barry's discussion thread was going to be focusing on kind of exactly what uh, what does openness mean in that case. So, uh, you know, open in the sense of people can submit any ontology they want, but then what other additional criteria would you want to have? And that's, I guess, where the gatekeeping comes from. But I, I had never actually thought that. Um, open was an adjective qualifying ontology. The, the security <laughs> architecture, this is Ravi Peter, the security architecture of the repository will be worked out in relationship with the community of participants and uh, at least there will be a bare minimum of authenticating the user and password. Other than that, perhaps the intention is to keep it openly accessible to the community that registers for it. This is Frank Olkin. I need to leave. Um. Okay. Thank you for joining us, Ken. Okay. Okay, of course, I mean, uh, the, the, the word open, I mean, Peter Yim here is, is near and dear to me, and, of course, from my personal perspective, and maybe even representing the prevailing uh, openness that, that we have, built out as a culture of ontologue, uh, open to me means like open source, open access, open content, open knowledge, uh, open technology, uh, all those things. But good catch, Ken. I mean, if people feel that that needs, that 
discussion, and of course, uh, in addition to where uh, uh, Michael has already mentioned in, in terms of uh, what can get in, what doesn't get in by by way of the sort of quality uh, control gatekeeping uh, process or, or technology, then uh, I guess philosophically one could discuss it under the uh, summit focus thread. Uh, we, we do have a, a, a thread uh, that, that sort of uh, guides, uh, sort of put into question what are we really trying to get at anyway? So the summit focus thread could be a good uh, home for some some uh, discussion like uh, what is open, what does people want to mean, or what do people want to mean when they say open. So what would be an example of an ontology that you would consider to be closed in a way? Oh, the uh, if you look at the UMLS, that has... Uh, like a hundred components, and right. some of them are really highly restricted in their Re- use. There, there are other ontologies that are even, even more restricted than those. No, so I just want to try to understand what you mean by restricted. So, in, in terms of reuse, or, or what? Like, a- uh, yeah, basic things like the, in order to have access to it, you have to go through a process, which uh, can be fairly okay. elaborate. Okay, um, so you're talking about availability of the ontology, essentially. Uh, availability and what you can then use it for. Uh-huh. So, I mean, some of these restrictions are that, I mean, you can get access to it, but you have to be careful that you don't allow anybody else to get, to essentially be able to copy it. Okay, I see what you mean. Which, okay, is, so which is kind of tricky. I mean, how do you set up an application where that isn't in principle possible? Right. Um, so, yeah, there, there are a lot of these issues that um, come up, you know, that, that make it quite difficult to use some of these ontologies. Um, so kind of the, I would think that openness should be, um, should mean that, you know, you, you can pretty much do what you want with the ontology. You can map it. You can, you know, um, copy parts of it, you know. Um, and as I say, I mean, many of these ontologies are very strict about not allowing you to do that. Right. Yeah, so like Peter was saying, that that could, um, it, that does sound like it's a little bit even beyond the scope of the quality gatekeeping thread but it, it does sound like it's pretty essential to the entire mission statement of, of uh, you know, how to deal with that problem. Because you're, you're right. I mean, it's a huge pragmatic problem. Right. And, and, and as far as I, I'm concerned, I mean, maybe we can define sort of non-open or proprietary uh, ontologies as being uh, or, or ontology repositories to be out of scope, but then we have to clearly delineate. I mean, what is in scope, what is out of scope, so we get to talk about it anyway. Okay. Another possibility would be to have a kind of outreach and try to try to talk with the individuals who are parts of those communities that are restricting their ontologies. Uh, try to find out if there is some way that we can persuade them to be more open. That would be ideal. Um, but, of course, we, we would have to have some concept of openness to present to them um, so that, you know, hopefully they can they can come on board. So which thread did you say was the right one for this? Uh, the first one, Summit Focus. Summit Focus, okay. And so but, yeah, definitely, I think it's a big issue. Peter, um, 
Peter, comment from Ravi is that it will have some implement, implementation um, impact on the architectures, especially as I mentioned in the security area. So whatever be the policy consensus, finally, if we are going to go towards implementable repository architectures, then the security architecture component will take care of the access part and the uh, probably the in due course we'll have a registry that will guide people uh, as to the extent of openness if there is a criteria decided on it later. So we as implementers of the architectures would have something also to say about it. And personally, I, 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 I sort of delineate, I mean, as Michelle mentioned a little earlier, the, the OOR initiative or that team, that working group is sort of an implementation group and this is more of the, the, the discussion, uh, group that sort of fuels the, and provides all the technical and uh, academic and philosophical answers to, I mean, how those things could be implemented at the OOR initiative. Right. Uh, I don't see any more hands, uh, nor do I see uh, uh, questions typed out in the chat session. So let me turn this back to Steve. Uh, Steve? Okay, yes. Um, let me put a plug in here. I'm about to send out a message, uh, so when folks do come on board here, we're going to have, there'll be a message there because we do have five main topic areas. Uh, we'd like people to try and channel their topics into those areas, uh, so there will be a keyword for each of those. And of course, as we know, just within this discussion, there's always some form of overlap. So it's just a sense of using your your own interpretation and judgment as to where where you're going to start the discussion. And we will definitely have uh, the synopsis pages <coughs> have some overlap to different threads. So look for that message to be coming out very shortly to the Ontology Summit list and start posting. And, uh, Michelle, this is Steve. Uh, just to clarify, those keywords are probably going to be the, uh, names of the wiki, the last part, like Summit Focus, for example, is one of them? Uh, I actually will be, I, I list the keywords there, and perhaps, Peter, maybe we should, we should put the keywords on, on the main page too. Uh, I mean, because the keywords are shorter so that they don't, uh, fill out the whole thing. So, for example, for the uh, ontology repository architecture, the keyword is in, uh, in brackets, uh, square brackets, repository-arc. Hmm. So it's, it'll keep it nice and short. And those will just go at the beginning of your uh, subject line. And that way we can kind of get a feel for where uh, the discussions split out. Right, and, and again, since all all five of these threads and any the other discussions about this will be on the same mailing list, namely the Ontology Summit mailing list, uh, it does help to put the keyword in to get it started. Uh, once people start responding to other comments, obviously the threaded 
archive capability will allow one to watch these threaded conversations by just going to the archives. But um, it will be um, important for us to try and be able to uh, keep keep track of these multiple conversations going on in the same mailing list. The email also indicates some of the discussion that was had at the content committee meeting of initial ideas that fit under the, the five categories. Uh, so use that for thought to start a discussion or pick something that, that uh, fits in that area. And remember that we're moving toward an open ontology repository. So that is our, that's our focus, and these are five areas to get us there. Right. Um, okay, this is Steve. I really don't have anything else much to offer at this point. Uh, other than to echo Michelle's words that I think at this point now the action is going to move to the online discussion. And so please stay tuned. Check out the Ontology Summit wiki page and the synopsis pages that will be hanging off of that for the online discussions. And we'll see where this leads us on this exciting adventure. So, okay. Peter, I think we are uh, we're ready to adjourn. Uh, well, I have a vote of thanks for Steve, Michelle, and Peter, and others who joined the call today. This is Ravi, so I want to say thank you and um, acknowledge the effort which brought this event to well, the Well, let's see if you, uh, let's wait three months and see if uh, you're thanking us then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we will. <laughs> so, that's it. Okay, well, All thank right. you, everyone, and All we'll right. see you online.